0: hey hello and welcome to another episode of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay outside with the chicago red stars it's your girl sandra here today to talk about some chicago red stars news both preseason and present and future it's gonna be exciting there's a lot to get through i couldn't do it alone no one can ever do anything alone so i'm here today with my friend omi and colleague claire watkins aka the scam originator how you doing today claire good spring
1: spring has arrived and with it comes uh, the challenge cup schedule huh
0: spring has sprung and it's brought all kinds of news and, and excitement really for everybody uh chicago red stars and all other clubs in <laughs> wsl are uh fully rolling into their second month of preseason together and uh we're starting to see some things like scrimmages taking place, which is not uncommon for a lot of NWSL clubs. Uh, It just feels a little different because of the very lengthy preseason uh, that all of these clubs have been blessed with this year. And uh, we just want to say that if you haven't had the chance to do so yet, you should definitely listen to our interview with Rory Dames. Uh, There was a little bit of a dry spell there. We were like, man, what's going on with the Chicago red stars in their preseason. And we said, you know, we got to get Rory Dames on the podcast so he can let us know. And he did let us know. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, If you're a patron, shout out to you. You already had access to it. Uh, If you listen to our stuff on streaming services, it's uh, now live and available. So, Go, run it back, take a listen. You'll get some uh, some fun news bits, um, some information about how the Red Stars have been navigating their preseason, an update on Bianca St. George's, a little bit of discussion about some of the preseason uh, scrimmages that they've had against Loyola, one that they had against Notre Dame now, and uh, you know just some potential things on the horizon for the Red Stars that may or may not uh, come to fruition. So uh, check it out if you got the chance. And uh, along with that, We also want to plug an additional episode that we had with newest Chicago Red Stars owner, Colleen Mayers. And we also wanted to take this time to give ourselves a chance to react to that. Uh, Colleen was so kind and jumped on an episode with us to talk about all things Chicago Red Stars and ownership and this new era of investors that's going on for Chicago. And, um, you should go back and listen to that because she's got a lot of great stuff to say, but along with all that, the red stars announced a huge ownership group and I wanted us to, to react to that. Claire, when they dropped the news of all of this new owners coming into light, what did you think? What was the vibe? What was your perspective?
1: Yeah. Um, well, when we had that conversation with Colleen, we knew some stuff we had, we had heard some stuff through the grapevine, but we didn't know a lot of particulars. And I think that, um one of the things that we were talking about in terms of just like timeline that sort of thing was the vibe was that if if that you know people fans have been waiting for this announcement for a while if there's any reason why that was delayed it was because of interest right it was because people wanted in on this and uh we saw that because it was a big long list i don't know if i was expecting quite so many people um yeah i mean i think i think it was very true to the club in that there wasn't any sort of like, you know, when, when it got teased, people were like, it's Michael Jordan and Oprah. And I think that kind of true to the red stars, it wasn't, it wasn't shooting for the stars quite in that same way, but it was a lot of people who are very engaged and um, want to kind of maintain that club culture and identity while also enhancing it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think, I have actually had a lot of feelings about this and I think that I've had some good ones and some bad ones, but overall, I think it has to be a positive just even because it's something that Chicago clearly needed so much.
0: I, uh, I was in the same boat as you. I was like, yeah, you know, we, we had Colleen come on and, and we had this great episode planned out for, for this exciting announcement. And then we got to find out a little bit more and that was super exciting uh, just to you know, in case you've missed it for whatever reason, if um, you weren't paying attention to things like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, the ownership group now includes along with uh, Arnim Whistler, uh, Julie Haddon, Israel Adonajay, a former Chicago Bear, uh, Jordan Levin, Abel uh, Liscano, Colleen Mares, uh Michael Raimondi, Kendall coin Schofield, and Michael Schofield. Uh, Sarah Spain, Marie Tillman, Kevin Willer, and David M. Zapata. So shout out to all of the new owners and uh, this next step that they're taking in NWSL ownership. And um, I think the the energy around it is good. I think the excitement around it was huge. Um, just because, as you touched on, there's you know there's a sector of Really invested, uh, you know, fans that the Red Stars have had, right, for several years now. And things like this, I think news like this is something that they've been waiting for, to be quite frank. Um, for a long time, the Chicago Red Stars have been who they are, like who we know they are to be. They're a, a competitive team. They're a team that's composed of a lot of different um individuals you know from the coaching side all the way through the players you know homegrown kids built up through the draft sprinkle in a little dusting of you know x amount of number of U.S. women's national team players and they became this staple right in NWSL competitive fixtures and kind of became a team that really bullied their way to the top um and that's sort of who they've been and that hasn't that hasn't really changed or shifted. It's nice to be consistent, right? Um, But in terms of the other things that come into play, when you're looking at a club, or when you're looking at an organization, and let's say you're a fan of that club and organization, you're kind of like, maybe looking for other areas of growth. And I think having this type of news come about was really, really exciting. And it was made a big deal about it. And and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Lots of positive things. And I've talked about this on other podcasts this week. but um, yes, I think that the ability to bring investors in while not having to do a wholesale is really, really good. I think that the ability to put together, we don't know the financials, but the idea of probably a tier level where people of different kind of tax brackets can buy in, What some people bring in marketing and endorsement and whatever, there's that sort of um, value that isn't necessarily probably just in dollars. Um, But then there are dollars. (laughs) And I think that those are important too. I keep saying this to everybody. I'm like, yes, I think it's good to talk about the names involved. And that's what we've kind of been trained to do at this point with Angel City and Washington and Naomi Osaka down in North Carolina. Like, yes, we want to pay attention to the names. But Also, though, for me, and if you listen to this podcast, you know, Sandra and I are not ones for nonsense. There's a lot of brand speak in these kinds of announcements. There's a lot of projections and visions and mission statements and all that sort of stuff. And I think there is definitely some truth in all of that. And I think that it's worth talking about to get excited. But I also think that, you know, it's ownership. Ownership is ownership. And and I don't necessarily want to act like um, this system even if we do have women in the ownership group um is significantly different than than other things we've seen in sports and i'm a little bit resistant to being like um to 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 treating going into ownership for a women's sports uh company or a, a women's team just as like this is an inherently great thing because i don't know is it yet to be determined and i think that there are people in this ownership group that, are going to I'm watching now to see how their voice in the conversation changes if it changes rather than just kind of being like oh well I joined it I joined this team and um, that means that I support women you know Um, but you know and but then all of that just comes back down to um, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that like nobody in this list is bad, right? I'm really happy about that. They all seem like good people who are engaged and want to want to help the team grow. And I'm just happy that the Red Stars um are going to be stable in in the short and in the long term because I think that that is it's never a what's the right way to say this? It's never a crisis, right? But the reality of the conversation surrounding the Red Stars and many of these teams over the last however many years, is these teams are suffering losses, right? Which is normal, sports teams suffer losses. Um, But that's why you have ownership groups that can um, absorb that and feed investment back in so that eventually they will not be suffering losses. And Chicago has been doing a good job of that, but now I think that they can do that more long-term and they already have the money that they need to go through a couple of fiscal years with no surprises. And I think that that is also really valuable.
0: I do too. I think that there was a very, um, there was a very lengthy uh, press conference that took place uh, to go along with the, the breaking news of the brand new ownership group. And uh, it had, all of the owners on the call so there was a lot of good stuff that came out of there and yeah, one of the things that was uh, said out there that one of the be- probably the best things to come out of this ownership group is that together collectively the the investment that's in place is gonna help them plan for like more longer term foreseeable things uh, which is basically you know what what Claire, touched on because, uh, they kind of are going to go from a team having to plan year to year and being able to like, instead of just do that annually, be able to look a little bit more long term. And, uh, that's real nice uh, when you're running a women's professional, uh, soccer team.
1: Yeah. And then the one thing flipping kind of what I said a little bit about the mindset or whatever, and though I am skeptical as always, um, in terms of, of the benefits of, People coming into this sector from other places. I do think that one of the things that was talked about a little bit in that in that press conference was, um, and like Sandra said, Chicago has always really prided itself on a very particular culture and kind of, you know rising above their station a little bit in terms of the economics. And I think that obviously in the way that this is still structured, Arnhem thinks that he's still the right guy to steer this ship because he has been like, he's been there, he's the day one. He is the one who understands the space. He doesn't want the team to change. He just wants to kind of boost what they already have. But there does now at this point need to be a little bit of a shifting of a mindset. And it's not an insult to Arnim at all that you just need other people to give you that mindset shift of yes, it's great that you guys have been doing this this way for so long, but what if we added this to it? Or like in my experience, the way you guys are doing this is backwards and you got to flip it or, um, you know, here's what you're not seeing. Here's what you're missing. And I think that we see a lot with the NWSL with other NWSL teams. Um, when you have a smaller group of people trying to do a very big thing, you can get into tunnel vision a little bit. And that's kind of exactly what Sandra was saying too about that just year after year of how do we pull off a season? How do we play these games? How do we get from point A to point B? How do we blah, 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 blah. And that they've been doing a good job of that and they've been playing great soccer. But the idea is that if that other stuff can turn into a more forward moving perpetual system, the soccer itself will also improve because you'll have more people with like one job either on the operation side or on the soccer side. And so I think that um, I don't know exactly how involved everybody in this ownership group is going to be. Um, Sandra and I are both together and separately trying to have those conversations with people, just like kind of figure out how things are going to work. But um, I think that that stuff is also good. And I don't think we're probably going to see major shifts during the Challenge Cup, but I think that the team would like to put together something really comprehensive and cool for the regular season in terms of game day experience. And I think that's where you might begin to see some of the benefits of what was announced this month is in May.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I also just want to like note how, like we're talking a lot about the significance and the importance of, of this new era of ownership for the team. But like also, I just also want to highlight like the importance of this happening as the team is basically still trying to navigate its way through the ongoing pandemic. I know we've been speaking a lot. We have, we're constantly speaking about that on our podcast in the back, cause it's always in the back of our mind when we're trying to cover the team and the sport and the league. Um, but it's so important, like having the league, having gone through what it went through last year and then pro- trying to project and put together a framework to, to have what they're hoping to continue to have in 2021. It was so important to to have this type of news come through uh and that's gonna just i think really continue to help push the team forward as they try to like continue to work their way out of this And, and along with everybody else uh because it's just the pandemic is just something that that absolutely wrecked a lot of things for for many people globally and uh and and locally uh so i'm i'm excited for that and then here just just hearing um the different types of perspectives and mindsets that are already kind of in place, like getting to, to chat with former bear and, and Israel Adonijah, like, you know, and and current NFL player, Michael Schofield, you know, they, you're talking about two players who are involved in like a multi-billion dollar like sports professional industry.
1: Well, Julie Haddon too, she does global branding for, for the NFL. So you have, well, this is actually, this is another conversation, which we'll get into probably in the future, but, uh, Chicago. And I mean, it makes sense because it's a Chicago team. Chicago is taking some NFL expertise here. Marie Tillman, Julie Haddon, Michael Schofield, Israel Adonage. There's some American football minds going into this a little bit. And I think that that in terms of really shooting for the stars is going to be valuable, but that is a different that is a different thing than women's yeah. soccer it's a different idea and so i'm very interested to see how that is reconciled a little bit
0: yeah 100% um we're, again we're just here to i'm just here to re- reemphasize and we're both here to reemphasize that the energy is is good and oh for sure for sure the annou- the announcement was great to see and um we definitely just wanted to give ourselves the opportunity to react to it as well because you know it it happened when it happened and we had been planning to to discuss it and again we had the great interview with with uh colleen mares again check it out when you get the chance um but we also wanted to give ourselves some time and some space on this episode to to reflect on it and talk about it a little bit and it's uh all of the things about it that are cool and exciting and um like all chicago thinks it's a very very chicago list uh, everyone on this list has. Some type of uh, tie to Chicago, whether it's literal, sentimental, or otherwise, or combination of both or more. And uh, loving that it's people from all different types of backgrounds and industries. While we're highlighting some of these uh, NFL perspectives, you know, there's media perspectives. Colleen, as you'll hear on the interview, is coming from a music industry perspective and and tech, general business ventures, all kinds of stuff. So, um, yes, there's a lot more. people who are sitting at the table, but the good thing is that uh, there's a lot of different perspectives at that table. It's not just a, a spectrum that is painted with one broad brush. It's many colors. So that's uh, that's very, very good. And it's very, very exciting. And uh, we are looking to to maybe have some more uh, dialogue with some owners in the future. We already had the one with Colleen, and we're looking uh, to get some more for everyone uh, to to get into as well.
1: You know, the funny thing is I, I've been thinking to kind of, you know, this will maybe just final because this is my dumb, dumb thoughts, but um, like I love these announcements and they're talking about like all the cool people they've got coming in. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then they're like, we're, we're covered for money. And I'm like, that's awesome. And they're like our game day experience. We're going to, we're really working on not only we're going the extra mile for safety. We're going to be very particular about that. And we also want to enhance the game day experience. And I'm like, yes, awesome. And then they're like, We're gonna make sure that our players have all the greatest things that they need. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing. And then I was like, maybe we we'll get nicer sandwiches in the press box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll get that cheese pizza we've been (laughs) wanting on. We've been wanting for so long. I was just like, maybe,
1: maybe we get coffee. Coffee.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, listen. If someone, I mean, shoot your shot, right? <laughs> you have to. I'm not a coffee drinker personally myself, but if coffee ends up in that press box, I'm going to be like, yo, <laughs> let me try some of that. It's, yeah. Listen, your girls have been sustained on what is it? Waters and popcorn? Two,
1: two, two bunless hot
0: dogs. We <laughs> got it. We're gonna enter can you imagine what we could do on game days with, with coffee? Yeah, energy? imagine
1: what could happen if we could focus on on our on our press box duties with our coffee That's rather really than thinking about at. coffee.
0: We were looking at Coca-Cola money. We're looking at like not like Kroger, like Meyer brand. I, Cola. Yeah. We're looking at that Coca-Cola Pepsi, like branded money. Think <laughs> how good our
1: words will be if we can focus rather than thinking about our carbonated beverages.
0: <laughs> oh man. Of course. A, perf- a perfect, a perfect way. Exactly. To close out, to close out this segment. Why, uh, why not me? Or yeah, why exactly. else? Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh man. Oh guys. Yeah. Guys, again, check out that episode. If you uh, haven't had the chance, it's up there. It's live. It's on streaming services uh, along with the, the Rory Dames episode that we did highlighting the, the current Red Stars uh, preseason. And uh, it's it's going by quick. I can't believe it. We're already, as of this recording, we're sitting on March 10th. It's wild to imagine that. Uh, we had a little bit of chatter about it off mic that we have to, we're losing the days. And uh, it's exciting because more announcements came through. And there is actually a Challenge Cup schedule that got released as well. And all of the preseason that's been happening has Kinda, yes. Of course it's in preparation for uh, all the soccer that's gonna take place. But there is also going to be the challenge cup, and it's it's gonna have a little bit of a a preseason vibe. We we mentioned that. Um, but it's gonna kick off on April the 9th. It's gonna kick off on April the 9th. It's going to look a little bit different for everybody who has, uh, you know, been riding along with us. We did cover Challenge Cup last year extensively. We were not in the bubble except in our minds and uh, and spiritually uh, because we were constantly covering the Challenge Cup. So it's going to look a little bit different, you guys. Uh, just to hit you with the dates for the Chicago Red Stars, they are kicking things off. Of course, the league wanted to have, the rematch of the final to kick things off. It's going to take place on Friday, November, or oh my God, November, April the 9th. I'm already thinking of the regular yeah, season. That's
1: right. You're like it's putting you money on it, baby. baby. We're I'm going beginning in April
0: and we're ending in November and I Chicago's going
1: to, Chicago's going to be in it until the last weekend. Of I November. plan on
0: talking about the Red Stars until November, baby. Yeah. So Friday, April the 9th, they're going to Houston in a rematch uh, against the dash of the, the 2020 challenge cup. Then there's also a match on Thursday, April 15th uh, against the Thorns and Tuesday, April 20th against Kansas City. And that is a two game homestead. It's Seat Geek Stadium for everyone. And they're going to close out their Challenge Cup on Tuesday, April 27th away playing O.L. Reign. It's exciting. It's exciting. There are games, there are fixtures, there are dates. Claire, speak on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be real fast and furious, right? Because they ninth to the 27th and then that's it um if they do win the group and make it to the final they're going to have over a week before that final happens um yeah i uh that was my first takeaway is just like damn they're going to be playing four games in a very short period of time um i knew we had an idea that this was that these were the divisions that we were going to see i think it was um steve goff at the washington post who reported that however many weeks ago Um, I think Chicago's travel schedule is about as good as we could have hoped for. They've got one relatively reasonable away to Houston. They come back for two weeks and then they do their one big long road trip and then they get a big break. So I think that that isn't awful. I kind of feel bad. I think I, I think it's Portland. Portland has a two kind of tough aways. Um, but that's what happens when you have a division that includes Chicago and the West coast. Um, oh, yes.
0: Uh, For the format too, like we're talking about, it's not gonna be in a bubble. The the 2021 Challenge Code format is a little bit different. Yet Mm -hmm. for starters, literally all 10 teams are going to compete. And you're thinking like, yeah, of course, all 10 teams are going to compete, dummy. But no, if you weren't here in 2020, Orlando Pride, this is going to be their very first Challenge Cup ever. So all 10 teams are going to be participating and they're split in two divisions. So there is an East and a West division with five teams in each one. So each team is going to play a total of four games, which is why we just went down the schedule. There's two at home, there's two away within each of the, the divisions. And the top team from the East division and the top team from the West division are going to go head-to-head for the Challenge Cup Final on May the 8th. Uh, so, yeah, shout-out to the Chicago Red Stars. It's been a journey through the Challenge Cup, going from the Fall Series, Northeast pod, to, to West Division. Yeah, we're, we're, so we were in the
1: Northeast, and now we're in the West. So uh, it's almost like you could say we were in kind of the Middle West, perhaps. <laughs> almost as
0: if we're just in the middle of the country. The middle,
1: yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> West of the east, but perhaps east of the west
0: definitely a bit north of the south north of the south yes but somewhere in the perhaps in the middle of the west.
1: yes and south of Wisconsin
0: <laughs> uh, to JJ what <laughs> <laughs> south,
1: south of Wisconsin red stars um
0: I, I uh I think I mean I'm in a course breaking news i'm in agreement with you i'm looking at this red stars schedule i think considering um all things considered what what the league was trying to make happen for for the clubs this year 2021 after going through what they went through in 2020 which was really just an outright absence of games right there was the the challenge cup was formatted because we got we all got faced with a pandemic that we never thought we would have to deal with. And they wanted to have competitive fixtures and they put it in a tournament style format for, for teams in a bubble environment. And then it was successful. And they were like, well, what if we continue to try to be as safe as possible and have a few more games? And then they did. And they had a fall series. And then that was like a wrap. That was really a wrap. And these are pro athletes, fam, like pro athletes. It's it's how they make their livelihood. And if you're gonna be a pro athlete, you gotta have games, you gotta play games, you have to be in environments in which you continue to push yourself and train as a pro athlete. So when the league threw out the framework, it was like very promising, right? And like very hopeful. And as everything else around the league, uh globally and nationally and locally kind of fell into play. Uh, things like uh you know new leadership at the government level uh things like the the vaccine rollout things like uh the tiers of vaccine rollouts and uh stuff things like that things, um, things like hope things little things like hope <laughs> and maybe small dribbles of joy mm-hmm. um started to come into play and and it feels a little the energy is starting to feel a little bit different little by little as as things like this happen, announcements of new ownerships or announcements of, of, of schedules for fixtures in the clubs and the team. So, um, looking at it, it, it's going to (laughs) happen very fast. I think April is going to go by very, very, very quickly for a lot of teams. I mean, we already feel like the preseason has really been flying by, but yeah, April, April 9th to to May 2nd is, is going to go quick, fam.
1: It is, it is less, less than a month. Um, Yeah. And, and just to kind of dig into things a little bit more, obviously a lot of weeknight games, um, the red stars are not alone in that there's a lot of weeknights, um, happening. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, most as, as we, as, as was announced and obviously Sandra, uh, put all this together very nicely for CBS sports, but, um, most of it's going to be on paramount plus they're not really doing a ton on even not really even doing a ton on cable. I think four, four SN games and, um, and then one on, on network, which is going to be the the final. Um, so this is going to feel a little bit more like soccer on demand, I think, um, which is not necessarily bad, maybe a nightmare for people trying to cover every game, but kind of fun in a way. I don't know. It's like, are people going to try to watch games live or are they going to watch it the next morning? Or I don't, I don't know, but it's a lot of weeknight games. Chicago has three, um, well, four technically, but one's a Friday. So no weekend games, no Saturday or Sunday games for Chicago. Um, And I think the, just the one other thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that at least the first two games are going to be without internationals. And I'm not even just us players. I think that um, Canada is also planning on having a game on April 13th. So is that true?
0: That is a FIFA window.
1: It is. Yeah, it is a FIFA window. Yeah, no, no, no. This is not like a, oh, darn you, U.S. soccer. This is like it it is they are starting the Challenge Cup during a FIFA window. And obviously um, there is extra quarantine involved, though, even if there wasn't um, the U.S. is going to be in Europe. I wouldn't want them to come play the second game. It's going to be like two days after um, that last friendly. Uh, So what we're really going to see here. You know, we talk about that first game rematch of Chicago versus Houston. Um, We've gotten used to seeing Chicago without their U.S. players. Houston, is they're going to be hurt by their own success a little bit here because they're going to have a lot of Canadians gone. They're probably going to have Rachel Daly gone, and they're probably going to have two Americans gone as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean – for people, again, who aren't aware, I mean, this is Chicago Red Stars podcast, so I'm not going to assume that you all know what we're talking about. But U.S. Soccer did announce that there were going to be a friendly for the U.S. Women's National Team in April, which is what we're chatting about and alluding to here. So they're going to be playing against Sweden on April the 10th, and they're currently in the process of setting up another match for April the 13th. So within that window, these there's a certain amount of players who are going to be gone and unavailable from the chicago red stars specifically and um to just stay within the whole concept of international soccer and bridging that with red stars news i mean there was an allocation list that was also announced as well the 2021 nwc alloc- uh, allocated player list has several red stars on them that includes tierna davidson that includes julie ertz that includes casey krueger that includes Alyssa nair that includes mallory pew and for canada that now includes bianca st george's so uh there's a number of players who are going to probably be unavailable for like you said Claire what was it at least the first two matches yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. which I think again Depending how they feel yeah I know. mean who knows um,
0: that's a lot of travel it Europe is us
1: it's a lot of travel and um, the the rule and I, I forget if we talked about this before the rule as established in the NWSL guidelines is that if you are coming from an international environment a US women's national team standard international environment, you need a three-day quarantine plus negative test, um, which is shorter than a week. Right. But it's still a certain number of days. And, um, again, I think Chicago got around that once by practicing with masks. I don't know if that's something that they're going to do again. Um, but we'll see, but anyway, so 13th, they have a game, their second game against Portland. Their first home game is on the 15th of April. They're not going to have their internationals for that. Um, but neither is Portland. I mean, this is kind of what I was saying where I think that Chicago, we're going to see, um, that depth that they're really excited about. Um, and we're going to see that with some other teams too. And it's going to be a bit of a preview of what the Olympics are going to look like. Cause the Olympics are happening. Uh, Japan announced this morning that they announced that they're not going to have international fans, which I, I guess is news. But to me, the news is that they're having the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, but um, so, and I think that, I think that the soccer product will be perfectly fine. I really think they're going to be good games. We saw that in the challenge cup. We saw that in the fall series, the depth of the NWSL is massive and they've had a very long preseason to get ready. So I don't think that's going to be an issue, but it is just like grain of salt a little bit in terms of the competitive framework of, of the challenge cup is yes, want to win, want to get that good vibe going, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I still think that this is COVID ball a little bit still. And um, as serious as that is, you got to just have a little bit of a sense of perspective with it. But, um, but yeah. yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be a weird Houston that they play. It's going to be a weird Portland that they play. Um, probably it's going to get real rock 'em sock 'em once they're, Um, I don't know what Kansas city is going to look like, but I'm like, I'm kind of circling, I'm kind of circling um, that, that Tacoma game, the final game of the challenge cup for them to be probably when they're going to be putting all those pieces together to get ready for the regular season.
0: Yeah. Well, because as of now, the regular season is is supposed to kick off on May 15th. if I remember correctly. Yep. And you know, that's essentially. Could be uh, because as of right now, the club hasn't, at least to my knowledge, announced any additional scrimmages happening between what could be their last challenge cup yeah, game. You would
1: think that they'd have to, right? Yeah. Something like but
0: that. But we'll see. As of now, not knowing what's going to happen in the challenge cup, April 27th is is the the fourth game for them. So unless they make it to the, the final on May 8th, right? That looks uh that might look or feel a little bit different for the club. And I'm sure they'll play that Uh, you know, or cross average when it comes to it.
1: Okay. I have a question for you, Sandra uh, CBS sports contributor, because this is our podcast and I have access to you to ask you questions. Um, Who do you think is going to win each group? East and West, East and West. I'm not going to hold you to this by the way, but just like on today, today, who do you think is going to win?
0: I think that the spirit Mm -hmm. will come out of the East Mm -hmm. And I think that Chicago will come out of the West. I really think they could. Yeah, yeah. I I agree.
1: I'm with you on that. I totally agree. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, the teams in the East, or excuse me, the teams in the West division, like we've been talking about, are going to just look really weird and feel really weird for like those first, at least those first couple of games. And what we really do believe and sincerely think all four of them are going to have a very specific look and feel it's it's a challenge cup and people want to look at it and and be like yes a competitive fixture but like we cannot emphasize enough how much they're coming out of their preseason number one these games are going to absolutely have a preseason feel to them they just are and uh then on top of that you've got players very elite players who are going to be coming in and out you know of these fixtures so um We'll see if uh, Chicago's good at anything. It's real good at a good scam, and uh, they're gonna. <laughs> and if this is and this is, we'll be right. surprised if they if they make it back to the. Yeah, Giants.
1: and if this is a true depth game, right? If this is just all about your depth starting out strong, Chicago. I mean, it's like no bullshit, guys. They really have a very deep team right now, and yeah. so.
0: And they yeah. got a lot of players on the team that are real eager to prove themselves. That's right. And uh yeah. We, we love a player uh, with something to prove. So uh, I'm excited. This is all very exciting. Um, it's going to be real interesting uh, chatting with you, homie, about how we want to tackle Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, moving forward for our games. Oh we, promise, yeah. we promise we will uh, we will have it all figured out for you all. Um, and I'm glad that we're sort of ending this out on the Challenge Cup schedule because it's also another opportunity to let our patron users know that with the return of games means that we're getting back into sort of our kind of game week coverage. Yeah. so You're going to be getting hit with, you know, my previews again, you're going to be getting hit with Claire's recaps again. Um, And a lot of podcasting in between and whatever our, you know heart desires in the meantime in between all that. Um so get ready for the game day coverage coming back at you guys. The episodes will maybe sound and feel a little bit differently. We're going to get back into obviously pre- previewing and recapping uh, these matches. And uh it's been a little while, right? We're talking about the last time we got to preview and recap matches was for fall series so this is last October. So uh we're ready, we're excited and uh of course to sort of maybe like close out one last thing because Because we always have to close out our segments with like stupid brain thoughts. My gripe with this schedule Mm -hmm. is that the wrestlers have games on April the 9th, April 15th, April 27th, and 420. And not only are they playing Portland Thorns. They are not playing them on 420. On 420.
1: Oh they're God. playing Kansas City. That is so rude.
0: And yeah. I'm like, that is disrespectful. I thought that is disrespectful. I thought we had something special with Portland. I, I was like, was that just was that just like a fleeting yeah. moment? Oh wow. That oh, is like such, that 420 game in 2019, y'all. That yeah. is what we are alluding to. We are alluding to 2019, yeah. the greatest Chicago Red Stars season of all time to date. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where they played against Portland Thorns. And it was a 4-4 four, four draw. It was a banger, y'all. It was wild. It was windy. It was everything you wanted it to be on 420.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, how dare they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm mad. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad that I guess I'm glad that, that Chicago is going to have a home game on 420 because that is that is sacred. Um, and I hope will be a staple for many years to come. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's rude. So that's do, right. do you think kansas city can bring that energy because i'm not sure they don't even have a crest yet how are they ready for 420 ball
0: <laughs> oh man oh. i it's a lot. like i had a lot of feelings about it and i was like you know what i'm bringing this up on the podcast
1: you sh- i'm glad you did someone has to say it i was
0: like okay so we're just all gonna act like this was acceptable yeah <laughs> god yeah oh you love it uh I'm excited for it. Uh, I hope everyone else out there listening is um, getting excited for the fixtures coming up. Um, obviously there was also, again, we're talking about navigating through the pandemic. Um, the the city is going through its thing. It's moving forward with its vaccination. Shout out to the United center, becoming a huge vaccination site uh, for people to access in the city. <clears throat> Try to get on the wait list and make your appointment. If you are able, God bless you and good luck. And um, obviously the team is keeping track of protocols very, very, very closely, Um, but it's safe. I think it's already been said that these two Challenge Cup games will be fanless. Right. Hopefully the city and the country will continue to stay on the path in which we are all currently navigating. And eventually, knock on wood and hope on stars, that there will be eventually a plan for... Some limited or sp- spatial, socially distant yeah. fan engagement for for games moving forward. Yeah, also, I don't hold on and hang on and just try to enjoy the games as best you can.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like it's a Thursday and a Tuesday night, so I don't think people are missing too much in terms of their <laughs> their uh, maintain your lifestyle, get your sleep, guys. Drink drink your water, stay hydrated. Don't 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 uh, knock yourself out 4-3 for the at
0: home, That's right, 4-3. exactly.
1: Um, yeah, I think. I, I think that I don't want to encourage or discourage anybody to go to games this summer. I think that is really, really just up to each individual. Um, I think that, well, what we know is that the city is going to allow a certain percentage of baseball fans to, um, go to Cubs and Sox games starting in April. So that's even starting, uh, while the challenge cup is happening, the red stars are deciding, to, um, keep things locked down a little bit longer. I believe based on the verbiage of what I was reading about the base about baseball is I think that, you have to have conversations with the, with the mayor about this. I think you have to talk to the mayor and talk to the governor. And I think that they have to sign off. Um, so I think it is, I don't think that they're just saying, yes, things are open. I think that it's like someone came to us with a plan. We think that plan is okay. And so we are going to allow a certain percentage of people in. Um, and I think the red stars are working on that. Um, Arnhem said, has said a couple of times that, and I think they've put this in their emails as well that, um, they're working with capacity. They've got a lot of room to work with, right? It's a 20 K max stadium, so they can really, um, spread things out. And they think that they specifically said that even for people who, um, are immunocompromised or for whatever reason, want to even take that next step, extra, extra, extra precaution, they're trying to be, um, amenable to that as well. So I think that they really are trying to do this, right. They will present it to the city um, I think it's likely that by May the city will allow them to have people in. And I think that for the red stars, if they're selling out 25 percent capacity, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good season for them. So I think that um, we'll we'll talk about this as it's ongoing. Like I said, I think it's really just up to everybody how they feel about it. Um, but I think that in terms of doing things right, if there is a right way to do it, I think that is what everybody is trying to do.
0: Do the right thing, y'all. That's what we're going to end on. We're going to end on uh, the joy. We're going to end on the excitement. And we're going to end on the hope. And uh, I just want to also take this time. Again, we plugged all the the stuff that we've uh, been up to uh, in the beginning of this episode. We're just going to plug it again. Go listen to those interviews. They're dope. They're awesome. If you want to really get your teeth into what's been going on with the Red Stars uh, during their preseason slash their offseason, go hit those episodes up. If you like what you hear and you want to continue your support of the work that we do here at Southside Trap, I just want to let you know that the best way to do that is by heading over to our Patreon and finding a tier that works for you and subscribing. And uh, that stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're trying to produce Chicago Life Stars content for you all. Uh, We do understand that everybody out there is still navigating their way through a pandemic and things are challenging. So if subscribing to a tier is not something you're able to do, uh, I just wanna again remind you, they start at $2 The $25, try to find one that works for you. But if not, there's a number of ways to support Southside Trap, and you can still do that uh, by following us on all social media channels, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. Please find, like us uh, on all streaming services, Uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're trying to create uh, the episodes for you. And uh, everybody, stay healthy, make good choices, wear your mask. Please continue to wear those gosh darn masks. Uh, Protect and save Black life. And I just want to let everyone know that we'll be back again with another episode for you.